On this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we speak with a career strategy and confidence coach on Indy's North Side. Don't miss it. Welcome, everyone, to the Open in Indiana podcast, where we feature the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, and visit. Today, our guest is the owner of Joyfully Career and Confidence Coaching, Adeniki McKinday. Adeniki, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Ryan. Thanks for asking. Glad to be here. Well, Adeniki, thank you so much for being our guest. I, absolutely, absolutely. A joy. <laughs> Well, Adeniki, let's uh, start at the beginning and talk about your journey into entrepreneurship and starting your career strategy and confidence coaching business. Uh, tell us where it all began. Absolutely. Well, you know, Ryan, I could honestly probably go back to childhood, but I won't do that to you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what, what really happened is that... Um, you know, I started my career off just like a lot of people do. You know, I went to college and after graduating, you know, I went and looked for a job, wasn't really thinking about purpose so much, was just trying to find a job. Um, and like I said, I started my career, you know, was in the corporate, honestly, for 20 plus years and had a lot of great experiences. But I kept coming back to something. I kept coming back to the fact that while a lot of the jobs would allow me to do like a, a little piece or a little portion of the things that I found really deeply exciting and joyful, I never could really um, put it all together. And so um, after about 20 years in the corporate world, um, of course, I had a family. I had two children. Um, it really started to dawn on me that, um, the, you know, the thing that I was looking for, happiness in a career, you know, the, that excitement, they talk about, you know, being excited to get to work on Monday and, you know, just really um, feeling like you're making a difference in the world and making a contribution. I just really didn't feel like I was doing that. And, you know, my kids are coming up. I really wanted them to understand uh, kind of how to go out and find work that was really joyful. And so kind of the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was, you know, when my kids were really small, probably about seven and eight, um, you know, <laughs> I was in a position and it was requiring quite a bit of me. Again, I was making a decent salary, had a great title or whatever, but I would, I came home one day and my daughter said to me, well, she actually said to her brother, went around the corner and said, I hope mommy's going to be happy today. I mean, that just really kind of impacted me because I'm like, wow, if my kids see that I'm going to work every day and coming home and I'm not happy, what's that like really telling them? And so it was super important to me that I really begin the journey of finding purpose. And so for me, um, like I said, I started out small when I made the decision in my mind that this is what I must do. Then um, I immediately started thinking about what does that look like? And I went through a process. I won't go through all the details here, but I went through a process where literally I went through seven to eight key areas of my life, started really journaling in detail. Um, and in my corporate job, what I did is I started getting coaching um, and really starting to understand what I wanted to do related to my gifts, my talents, my strengths and things of that nature. And so while I was in my corporate position, I actually started to um, get the tools that I need, the business mind that I needed. I mean, really start to set up my program for that exit out into my own business. And so um, ultimately made the decision. It was actually just April of 2019 that I fully committed um, and left the corporate job and uh, became an entrepreneur full time. And so, Adeniki, since you've uh, gotten up and running, what is that process of entrepreneurship and helping your clients look like? Wow. So that uh, that process. So, you know, honestly, what I find is that a lot of people, they know deep down, 
you know, they've had, like I said, some sense of things that bring them joy in some form or another, even if it's outside of their skilled work, perhaps it's in a hobby or some community service or something they've done. And so my process is really um, mining that information from my clients. So I work, I am a coach. And so, you know, what I do is I actually interview, um, you know, a lot of, some coaches do assessments, coaches do a lot of different various things. But I find that um, really sitting down and really talking to a person, asking them questions, and really just having them share with me all about their life and all about how these experiences form them and things like that. That process is actually what helps me to draw out um, those areas that are really most joyful to them. I find that a lot of people discount things that um, they do um, because maybe, you know, in their childhood, they were told that, hey, that really has no value or you know, the world or some employer or somebody told them that has no, no value or you're not really good at that. And so a lot of people kind of just shove their dreams and you know, their, their real interests and passions down and just take what I call bill paying work. They're like, well, I gotta pay these bills. Um, and so my process really allows them to open up and really kind of revisit and rediscover all of these things that they may have um, long since let go. And I really, I put together a full profile. I typically work with my clients um, um, a minimum of six weeks up to, uh, I can, it, sometimes it can go up to six months, but most of my clients fall in about the three month range. So I work with my clients for about three months. We do a deep, deep dive into what that looks like. I put together a full comprehensive profile, you know, um, that not only helps them understand purposeful work, but also helps them to put together a strategy for now matching that in the real world. And so, Addie Nikki, what are some of your gifts and talents that you're able to utilize now that weren't being utilized in your career? Absolutely. So that's an excellent question. So um, I would say the one that was probably used the most was my, probably my communication skills. So I've done, I've been a trainer, a presenter, a facilitator. And so that one was probably the one that was utilized most. But the one that wasn't actually used um, was more of my strategic skills. And so I have uh, discovered that I actually have a mind for putting together plans of all kinds, strategic plans that actually uh, kind of walk people through from A to Z. This is what you need to do in order to get to your end result. Um, and so the strategy part of it was something that was uh, that I really have gotten really had the opportunity to step into um, the other part of, of the gift that I um, have that I didn't get to use as much was building out in addition to the plan I now can build out programs and so I find that building courses and kind of um, you know actually putting together like full-blown events and you know, meetings and things of these na this nature, you know, that help people to kind of get from point A to point B. Um, that is something that I have just been able to do uh, in droves and I really have enjoyed that. So the strategy part of things um, and the really building programs and curriculums and things like that, that really help people kind of walk through those strategies is something that I'm actively getting to use now. Awesome. And so Adam, Nikki, what's one thing that you wished you knew as a new entrepreneur? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, we could go a lot of different directions with that one. But I would just say probably the biggest thing that I probably wish that I, I, I knew is that, um, you know, investing in your, you know, investing in your education, investing in um, learning what you need to learn in order to uh, be successful in business is something you really have to, you have to really start in the beginning. Um, you know, I think I jumped in and I did, you know, I jumped in, I, I gave myself some structure, but you just don't know what you don't know, Ryan, and this is what I, I found out. So probably I would have um, uh, invested in a business coach a little quicker and really try to get a mentor 
Um, you know, I did try a couple things, but again, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And so I was a little, it took me a while to kind of get on that train. So I would definitely have invested um, in a coach myself. I honestly, now that I understand about coaches, I have a coach at all times. You know, I'm a coach, but I always have a business coach. I, I have one right now. I just go from coach to coach because you can never get, uh, you know, there's always something new to learn. There's always new strategies and you need that accountability and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> And so, Adam, Nikki, what's one thing that you could say to someone who is considering hiring a coach or someone who isn't happy in their career and, has, and isn't ready to call uh, a coach yet? What advice can you offer them? Yeah, I would say that, listen, there are the library is free and there are millions of books in it. You know, you really want to kind of maybe start with the thing that's on your heart the most. So if you if you think to yourself, you know, I'm just uh, I really need to figure out what purpose is. I really need to figure out what it is. So some people may know, but some people may not do know. So you have to figure out what is my most challenging issue right now. And let me go invest, invest, invest in educating myself. So if you don't have a lot of money, you can't get with a coach. That's okay. Go to the library, get books. Again, there are, you know, now with the virtual environment that we're in, you can get into all kinds of free um, events of all kinds. Networking was critical for me. That is one thing that I, I'm so happy that I did prior to even leaving uh, to start my business. I committed to going to two networking events every week for probably about uh, six months to nine months before I ever left my job. And so I started to meet people and get exposed to different things. You have got to get exposed. Um, you know, you really just got to get educated and get uh, a network built up and, you know, get around people who are doing the same thing that you're doing so that you can start to transfer your mindset into that entrepreneur space. Cause it's different. An employee mindset and an entrepreneur mindset are two different mindsets. And you really have to actually get into that mindset first because that's what's going to help you persevere once you make the leap. Awesome. And Adam, Nikki, how can our viewers get in touch with you if they're ready to make that transition? Oh, thank you for asking. Well, I am on Facebook, uh, you know, Adam, Nikki McKinday, um, and uh, that is an unusual name. So <laughs> uh, I'll spell that out, but it's A-D-E-N-I-K-E-M-A-K-I-N-D-E.com. <laughs> so Adam, Nikki McKinday on all my social media, that's Facebook, that's uh, Instagram um, and that's uh, LinkedIn. I'm uh, on all those different platforms as well as a website at anikimakende.com. Awesome. Well, Adeniki, thank you so much for being our guest today. And to everyone watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. We're wishing you a happy and productive 2021. Catch yeah. our next episode after the new year. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, or on our website, openinindiana.com slash OII podcast. Thanks for listening.